Section 16 of The History of Prostitution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The History of Prostitution by William Sanger. Section 16. Chapter 14. Algeria prostitution in algiers before the conquest mezonar unnatural vices tax on prostitutes decree of eighteen thirty seven corruption number of prostitutes and population nationality of prostitutes cause of prostitution brothels clandestine prostitution baths dispensary syphilis punishment of prostitutes a pamphlet has lately appeared in france on the subject of prostitution in algiers its author dr e a duchesne has rendered service by collecting a large number of important facts and statistical data when the french conquered algiers in eighteen thirty they found prostitution established there and prevailing to a large extent so far as we are able to ascertain it had always been a leading feature of algerian society travelers had noticed it in the seventeenth and eighteenth centuries in eighteen thirty it was estimated that with a population of thirty thousand algiers contained three thousand prostitutes we have already had occasion to notice the unreliable character of similar estimates in general but there is no doubt that the number of lewd women at algiers under arab rule was inordinately large they were mainly moors arabs and negresses all were under the control of the chief of the native police the mezonar he kept a list of them and laid a tax amounting to about two dollars per month on each as he paid a fixed sum to the government for the privilege of collecting this tax it was to his interest to increase the number of prostitutes as much as possible and he appears to have done so he kept in his employ a number of spies who watched women suspected of immoral habits and denounced them whenever they were detected in which event they were inscribed on the mezoner's list and became prostitutes for life he was empowered to compel every prostitute to discharge the duties of her calling and was frequently applied to by strangers to supply them with women he was not allowed however to lease women to christians or jews twice a year the mezonar gave a public fete to which all the male inhabitants of algiers were invited the prostitutes formed the female portion of the assemblage and the public officer profited by the increased patronage they obtained during the festivities as well as by the sale of tickets for the entertainment 
it is right also to add that the french found that other feature of oriental manners unnatural habits largely developed at algiers the cafes the streets the baths the public places were full of boys of remarkable beauty who more than shared with the women the favor of the wealthier natives owing to a criminal negligence on the part of the french authorities no systematic endeavor has ever been made to eradicate this shameful vice which appears still to prevail to an alarming extent the influx of population mainly soldiery into a city thus steeped in immorality produced natural results a few weeks after the invasion the french general was compelled to establish a dispensary and to decree that all dissolute women must undergo an examination there once a week a tax of five francs per month was laid upon prostitutes to defray the expenses of the establishment within less than a year such grave abuses had crept into the collection of this tax that it was resolved to farm it out and it was adjudged at auction to a man who agreed to pay one thousand eight hundred sixty francs per month for its proceeds in eighteen thirty two the monthly tax was raised successively to seven point four four and nine francs per girl and on these rates it was farmed to one balray who paid one thousand six hundred sixty six point eighty for the privilege of collecting it he was also entitled to levy and retain the amount of all the fines imposed by the police on prostitutes and to charge women ten francs each time they went to a fete outside the city and five francs if the fate were within the limits the profits of the farm were so great that in eighteen thirty five balray was able to pay the government two thousand two hundred fifty francs four hundred and fifty dollars per month under this system the gravest inconveniences occurred and became so troublesome that in november eighteen thirty five the governor promulgated a decree remodeling the regulations in force on the subject it appears the farm system was then abandoned and the government agents who were entrusted with the collection of the tax robbed both the prostitutes and the state shamefully hence in december eighteen thirty seven a new decree was issued by the governor repealing all former laws and regulations and placing the whole subject under the control of the commissary of police the leading provisions of that decree were as follows Quote, every public woman who desires to prostitute herself must declare her intention beforehand to the controller of public women who shall enter her name in his register and present her with a pass-book which he shall sign 
every girl inscribed on the register shall place in the hands of the treasurer of the dispensary monthly a sum of twenty francs if she be a kept woman and ten francs if she be not kept the treasurer shall give her a receipt for the same and record it in his account book the mayor shall be authorized to remit this monthly due as well as any fines that may have been incurred when the girl owing the same can prove by a certificate from the controller the treasurer and the physician that she is indigent every girl who shall not have paid her monthly due as well as her fines within ten days after the visit to the dispensary shall undergo an imprisonment of not less than five days and not more than three months unless she establish her indigence as aforesaid girls detained in prison shall on the first symptoms of syphilis be transferred to the dispensary for treatment after which they shall be remanded to prison to serve the remainder of the time the physician of the dispensary shall not only treat patients in that establishment but shall pay periodical accidental and all necessary visits to the prostitutes who are hereby subjected to such visits he shall visit the dispensary twice a day from seven to nine a m and from three to four p m he shall enter upon his memorandum book and upon the pass-book of the girl the result of all accidental or necessary visits he shall receive a salary of two thousand francs this law is in force at the present time and is said to have led to great inconvenience police agents are accused of levying blackmail on the prostitutes to an enormous extent in the shape of fines dues for going to balls hush money for escaping the visit to the dispensary presents to the policeman on the birth of his children etc the product of the tax is inordinately large amounting independently of fines to one hundred and twenty francs or twenty four dollars per annum for each girl several administrators have recommended its diminution or total suppression but it is still retained in the year eighteen thirty eight when the present law was passed the number of women inscribed on the police register was three hundred twenty the total population of algiers being thirty four thousand eight hundred eighty two of whom two-thirds were africans and one-third europeans but the mayor of the city gave it as his opinion that this figure was in reality far below the truth in eighteen forty six measures were taken for enforcing the police regulations more strictly than before and some care was used to procure correct statistics of population and prostitution we compile the following table from several given by dr duchesne year eighteen forty seven 
registered prostitutes average four hundred forty two population african estimated twenty five thousand european forty two thousand one hundred thirteen total sixty seven thousand one hundred thirteen eighteen forty eight registered prostitutes average three hundred eighty seven population african estimated twenty five thousand european thirty seven thousand five hundred seventy two total sixty two thousand five hundred seventy two eighteen forty nine registered prostitutes average three hundred ninety five population african estimated twenty five thousand european thirty seven thousand five hundred seventy two total sixty three thousand seventy two eighteen fifty registered prostitutes average four hundred seventy nine population african estimated twenty six thousand european twenty nine thousand three hundred ninety two total fifty five thousand three hundred ninety two eighteen fifty one registered prostitutes average three hundred forty two population african estimated no figure given european no figure given total fifty five thousand three hundred ninety two to these figures some of which are only approximative must be added the number of french soldiers in the garrison at algiers at times the effective force has been as large as twelve or fifteen thousand men another point of interest is the nationality of the prostitutes of algiers it is known that the native women are loose in their morals in many parts of the interior it is common for fathers or brothers to let out their daughters or sisters by the night or the week to strangers and the young women themselves are only too willing to ratify a bargain which promises to gratify their unbounded sensuality the following table gives the nationality of the registered prostitutes during the period eighteen forty six through eighteen fifty one years eighteen forty seven europeans france one hundred seven maan fourteen italy six germany eleven great britain four spain fifty eight holland two africans arabs and moors two hundred three jewesses twenty six mulattoes six negresses sixteen total four hundred fifty one eighteen forty eight europeans france seventy eight maan ten italy five germany ten great britain three spain forty nine holland no figure given 
africans arabs and moors one hundred eighty one jewesses twenty eight mulattoes seven negresses sixteen total three hundred eighty seven eighteen forty nine europeans france eighty two maon eight italy two germany seventeen great britain three spain sixty holland no figure given africans arabs and moors one hundred eighty three jewesses twenty two mulattoes seven negresses seventeen total four hundred one eighteen fifty europeans france one hundred thirteen maan eight italy two germany twenty great britain two spain fifty seven holland no figure given africans arabs and moors two hundred forty eight jewesses nineteen mulattoes seven negresses seventeen total four hundred ninety three eighteen fifty one europeans france eighty one maan four italy five germany nine great britain two spain thirty seven holland no figure given africans arabs and moors one hundred seventy jewesses twelve mulattoes three negresses thirteen total three hundred thirty six on inquiring for the causes of prostitution at algiers dr duchesne found that they might be summed up under three heads first poverty mainly due to the french conquest and the wars which followed to the present day it appears that it is not unusual for an arab chief to relieve his wants by sending his prettiest daughter to algiers to perform a campaign as a prostitute second the idleness in which all arab and moorish women are trained it was proved that while all the european women were capable of working at some calling or other and did work during their stay in the hospital not one of the native women had any idea of manual employment a few could sing and had at one time gained a livelihood as street singers but the immense majority were absolutely incapable of doing anything for a livelihood third the oriental idea that the woman is a chattel to be sold or hired out by her legitimate owner father brother or husband this idea which prevails in many savage nations among others many of our own indian tribes is of course the best of all entering wedges for prostitution there are fourteen houses of prostitution at algiers 
all kept it seems by europeans and the greater part by retired prostitutes the natives object to living under the control of a brothel keeper they live alone in their own rooms sometimes three or four of them club together and form a partnership their rooms are generally shabby and ill-furnished arab prostitutes seldom appear in the streets and when they do they are veiled and dressed like modest women they may be seen at their windows of an evening peeping through small holes contrived for the purpose and smoking cigarettes their customers are procured by means of runners who are mostly small boys as may be inferred from the amount of the tax on prostitutes clandestine prostitution is very extensively practiced at algiers we have no details or even approximate estimates of the number of clandestine prostitutes but it doubtless exceeds that of the registered women many of them are attached to the garrison and are handed from regiment to regiment shielded from the police by being claimed as wives by some of the soldiers others in like manner prevail upon some colonist to afford them a temporary home and so elude the visit of the physician dr duchesne had reason to believe that syphilis prevailed to an alarming extent among the secret prostitutes and that until the tax was removed and they were encouraged to register themselves on the police roll it would continue to be general and virulent formerly the baths were the great haunts of clandestine prostitutes it is known that in most eastern countries the bath is not only a sanitary necessity but a common ally of sensuality at algiers before the conquest men and women are said to have bathed promiscuously and frightful scenes of debauchery occurred daily under french rule this has been reformed men may not bathe from six a m to six p m but dr duchesne was led to believe that it was quite common for men to introduce women into the baths at night with the connivance of the bath officials indeed some of the latter appear to fill the same office to the algerine bathers as the roman bath servants did to the dissolute men of that day it now remains to speak of the dispensary at algiers it was established as has been stated within a few days after the capture of the place for nearly ten years it was a scandal to the faculty and the authorities the wards were too small there were not beds enough for the women everything was either deficient in quantity or objectionable in quality in eighteen thirty nine orders were given for the establishment of a proper and commodious dispensary 
three old moorish houses were hired and divided into wards they contain at present thirteen wards with beds for seventy-seven patients a bathroom containing six baths a hall for the visits of prostitutes and the necessary offices etc the staff of the dispensary consists of a director treasurer econome physician apothecary clerk cook assistant apothecary porter five laborers and four police agents all the washing is done in the establishment the commissariat is on the amplest scale meat soup vegetables of all kinds rice eggs fruit etc being supplied in abundance to the patients every morning at seven o'clock the women are visited by the physician assisted by the apothecary those who are able to walk are examined in the salle de visite the others in their beds the average number of patients during the year appears to be from five hundred and fifty to six hundred the average duration of the treatment is from twenty-four to thirty-four days the cost to the dispensary averages from one and a half to one and three-quarters franc per day for each girl about thirty or thirty-five cents the dispensary physician reported to dr duchesne that so far as his observation went syphilis was more severe on the sea-coast than in the interior and in the months of september october november and december than at any other period of the year prostitutes are punished for being more than twenty-four hours behind time in visiting the dispensary for leaving it during treatment for insulting the physician or other authorities for continuing to exercise their calling after being attacked by disease the penalty is imprisonment either in the ordinary prison or in the solitary cell formerly the treadmill was used and in bad cases a girl's hair was cut off and her nose slit but these savage relics of moorish legislation were long since abandoned solitary confinement is found to answer every useful purpose End of section 16